1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hello there. How are you? It is Eric Erickson here. Glad to have you with me. The phone number, if you'd like to be a part of the program, is 877 973 7425. You can always get me on social media, EW Erickson, pretty much everywhere. Uh, And uh, more importantly, you can get the podcast uh, links for Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, the live stream, the show notes, all of that by uh, texting the word show to 33777. More importantly, you know, if you subscribe to the daily show notes email, if you text show to 33777, you'll get that link. If you subscribe, you get all the links to all the stuff I'm going to talk about in the show. Uh, and, am um, happy to, to send that information to you. And I got to give credit to Philip for putting that together. I get up and do the show notes in the morning, outline everything I'm going to talk about. And then Philip is the one who sends it all out. Now, uh, if you were to get all of that information, you would see that right now I was going to talk about the border, but I have been inspired, I think to change it up and to go in a different direction. Um I want to I want to talk about something else. And it goes back to the Democrats. I say all the time I'm not sure how they've gotten bad at this and now they're blaming the voters. And they are they're they're they're, they're legitimately they're they're blaming the voters. They think that the voters are the bad guys now, that the voters are rejecting them. I used to be a political consultant back in the day. Now, let me, let me explain this to you. Uh, you should have this history here so you, so you, you kind of understand. Uh, when I was in college, I got a scholarship to go to Duke University, and my mother insisted I go through Georgia and check out the small Baptist school. Well, I went to Duke, and the people at Duke were very much, you need us, we don't need you. And the people at Mercer University, my alma mater, were like, we would love to have you. And, you know, I had grown up in Dubai at a small school. I had, I think, 25, 26 people in my graduating class, and that was ninth grade. The school ended after ninth grade, then you went to boarding school. Because of the Gulf War, we moved home, and I finished up 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Started out at a (laughs) school— You know, so I started out at a small little Christian private school, Wilkinson County Christian Academy, and it was only about a month or so ago, I got an email from some guy uh, asking me for comment on why I went to a segregationist school. I had no idea what he was talking about. Uh, Apparently, uh, someone listed me as an alumni of Wilkinson County Christian Academy, WCCA, in, in rural Woodville, Mississippi. And apparently the school was set up in the 1960s or early 70s because of desegregation. It was a a segregationist private school. I had no idea. I attended it for maybe, maybe, I think a quarter, two quarters maybe, um, and then went on to public school in rural Louisiana. I had no idea. Um, certainly didn't graduate from there. Not an alumni. It, it was a miserable experience being there. By the way, So like a thirty minute drive from the house, and I probably would have stayed, except you know the the Gulf War broke out and gas prices went up to the outrageous price of like a dollar fifty. <laughs> um, and and so I had to go to public school. And so then I, I was interested in politics, moved over to Mercer, started the College Republicans. I uh, didn't just start the, the College Republicans at Mercer. wound up being the chairman of the College Republicans for the whole state of Georgia. I loved politics, uh, really developed a passion for it. had no one in my life who was really active in politics, but uh, wound up going to law school because I wanted to go to Washington, D.C. And it's like the, the MBA of politics is go to law school. Uh, you want to go to Washington, uh, go get a law degree, and all the doors in Washington open up. But I stayed and practiced law because my wife doesn't like the big city, and I was a miserable lawyer. But my law firm let me run political campaigns. I went to campaign management school. I started running campaigns, and, and uh, I had done so in college. I'd worked for Saxby Chambliss, then the congressman, and I was like the – the co- they, I mean, basically in campaigns, they give you a title, and it sounds very important, and, and basically you're licking envelopes, but I was the computer fixer in the office. I could, I could fix their computers. And then I wound up uh, being actually really good at coalition stuff and working with the pro-life groups and the gun groups and getting everybody on the same page and driving the candidate around, stuff like that, and, and just evolved over time to where I started running campaigns. And then I did the polling, I did the advertising, I did the mail, I learned how to do all of that with different people over time and eventually kind of became the campaign consultant where I wasn't the manager of the campaign. I would come up with a strategy for the campaign and the manager would implement it day-to-day and I would help do stuff. And it was always just so interesting to me to to see um, the shape and flow of campaigns. I really genuinely enjoyed it. One of the things I would always tell candidates on the campaign trail is, Know when you are in the minority, even when you think you're right. Know when you are in the minority, even when you think you're right. That's it, it's something that you got to understand because oftentimes candidates want to stick out of position and they really fundamentally think they are right in that position. They are morally convinced of their of their of the certainty of their position. And the voters think they're idiots. And the way you you persuade the voters you're right is not to bully. It's to persuade. I, I, I listen. I, I know. I'm telling you this. You're like, duh, Erickson. Stop boring. I look. I totally get it. Like, it's so obvious. But is it? Is it obvious? Because the Democratic strategy right now is just to bully, cajole, and tell you you're stupid and awful. You're bat poop crazy. And 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 you gotta you gotta are their way or the highway. I mean, they they've enlisted. Major media outlets and social media groups to censor anyone who disagrees with them. Don't think that you, you think that they're alarmist about global warming. You don't buy into it. Good luck getting your editorial published. They're going to cancel you. You think that boys should not be swimming on the girls sport. good luck. They're going to cancel you. You think that, um, I don't know. You, you, you think that we need more fossil fuel in this country? Oh, oh, bad idea. You think that maybe we shouldn't be raising taxes on people right now? Oh, and you think you have the audacity, you have the audacity to believe that parents should have a say in their children's education? Oh, for God's sakes, you should be put put away somewhere where no one hears from you again. That's where the Democrats are on this stuff. And the problem for the Democrats is that so many members of the media are also on their side, they don't have anyone challenging them. I have a designated A-hole on my staff. That, that's the unofficial title. It should be on his business card, the designated A-double-S-hole. Rush Limbaugh told me when I was starting in, in radio, uh, he really, he's the one who got me into radio, not making that up. Um, we were friends. I got offered the job, what drew I wanted to do it. And he basically, he bullied me into taking the job. Um, but he said, when I got in there, you got to have somebody. You've got to find someone who can be the person to tell you that you're screwing up. Somebody has to be able to tell you you're not doing as well as everyone else says you are. Because once you get into this position, radio companies are notorious for patting you on the back, telling you you're awesome till the moment they cancel you because you suck. So you got to be willing and comfortable enough in your own skin to have somebody who can tell you you're screwing up. Unfortunately, sometimes Charlie enjoys too much telling me that I've screwed up and suck. Sometimes I'm like, could you, you sure? I mean, that dude is notorious. Like I'm a people pleaser. He pleases himself by telling other people to go to hell. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's remarkable. We, we, we balance each other perfectly. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is in every scenario imaginable. I have to be the good cop. Because if he's the good cop, I mean, you're thinking if he's the good cop, who the hell's the bad cop? Satan himself? (laughs) you got to have somebody to be able to tell you, you can't do this. It's not good. And normally the Democrats have pollsters who can tell them this stuff. But then they had the David Shore situation. In 2020, David Shore is a data analytics. He is a progressive. He is died in the wool progressive. And David Shore is a data analyst and a pollster. And in 2020, he looked at what was going on in the country after the George Floyd stuff, and he said, wait a second, this is going to be bad for us. Defund the police is not good. The riots and protests are not good. It's going to hurt us at the polling. And progressives and the media how dare you say that, George Floyd? You are peeing on his grave. You're disrespecting George Floyd. We have to do this. David Shore lost his job. He lost his job because he told the Democrats rioting would hurt them politically. And the Democrats didn't want to hear it, so they drove him off. Now, he landed on his feet, and he's had his I told you so moment. But other pollsters, they know what happened to David Shore. The reporters, they know. You have this entire apparatus within the Democratic Party now. This is very much like in communist states. And listen, I I, I don't. I, yeah, yeah, OK, we can make all the jokes about Democrats being communist. But no, in all seriousness, look at what's happening with Vladimir Putin. American intelligence suggests that no one within Putin's circle is willing to tell him the truth of what's been happening in Ukraine with the troops because they're scared to death that they'll be punished by telling him the truth. You saw this around Donald Trump towards the end of his presidency, the number of people who surrounded him, who told him exactly what he wanted to hear, and it steered him towards bad advice. You see this regularly in communist regimes. This is what happens in China. And this is why China is not the great grand glorious state that so many people think it is, because inevitably within authoritarianism, An authoritarian type behavior, people surround you as yes men and are scared to tell you the truth or they diplomatically nuance it so much that they take the force of their argument away from it. And this is what has happened to the Democrats, whether they like to believe it or not, internally within the Democratic Party, they have become very authoritarian. They don't like to admit it. They don't want to admit it. They would be mad at me for saying it. But the reality is when you have the media affirms everything you say, when you have social media engines and Fortune 500 companies affirm everything you say, when you have an entire political and mainstream media and social media and, and uh, Fortune 500 apparatus designed to silence and censor anyone who disagrees with you, when you are affirmed at every st- Step by the press that you read, you have no idea that anyone disagrees with you. And so when you go out and you start losing in polls on a Florida piece of legislation that says parents should have a say in their kids' education and don't teach kindergartners about anal sex, you're surrounded by a media apparatus that says, this is bad. This is terrible. Fight, fight, fight. And it turns out, according to polling, even a majority of Democrats support the Florida Don't Say Gay bill. The poll came out today. Credible pollster. It turns out voters aren't ready for a battery-powered car. They want more gas. So the president has to release strategic petroleum reserves. It turns out voters aren't really keen on boys playing in girls' sports. It turns out voters blame the Democrats for inflation. The Democrats were just trying to boost pay. The Democrats were just trying to boost jobs. The Democrats were trying to boost unemployment benefits. The Democrats were trying to boost the people at the margins of society and give them a leg up. Turns out it wound up badly. Larry Summers last year tried to tell the Democrats all of this was going to happen, and the Democrats marginalized him, attacked him, condemned him, said he was out of touch, out of tune, didn't know what he was talking about. Everything he said, he's now the the, the prophetic voice. Profits aren't welcome in their hometown. They're certainly not welcome in their own party. I, as a Republican, am regularly attacked by people on my own side for criticizing my own side. Say, why would you do this? You should just attack the Democrats. Someone within your own side has to be willing to tell you you're doing it wrong. Someone within your own side has to stand up and speak. Someone on your own side knows they have to be willing to risk it all to make sure you understand you're about to get annihilated by the voters. And in a sane and healthy organization, that person is listened to and not condemned. They're not rewarded, but they're not vilified. The Democrats have forgotten all of this. And they've surrounded themselves in a media echo chamber with portions of the Fortune 500 and social media giants who will censor and silence anyone who disagrees with them And none of them can see what's coming until NBC News produced a poll by highly respected pollsters showing them what they see out there on the horizon that seems kind of fuzzy right now is actually a giant tidal wave that's coming to crush them and wipe them out. And had they not been in their bubble, they would have been able to see it and prevent it. Or they would have been able to run to high ground to avoid the tsunami coming. Now it's almost too late. And they're looking for the escape hatches. They're looking for the high ground and they can't find it because you know who's on the high ground right now? The Republicans. And they're not letting the Democrats there. It's too late for them. Okay, I want to state something that should be obvious that may not be obvious for people. I like a high thread count sheet. But if the threads are crap, the sheet's going to be crap, no matter how many uh, threads you need. It just, it it's it's amazing how people want to highlight that. And the reason I highlight this is because Bowling Branch makes high quality sheets. And they're not a bajillion, bajillion thread count either. But their threads are super high quality. They use 100% organic cotton threads. They give super softness. You get a better night's sleep. They're not just buttery, soft, and breathable, impossibly soft to start. They get softer with every wash. I can attest to this. Every time you wash them, they just seem to get a little softer. And they hold up so well over the long term. You know, I'm on, gosh, maybe my second set of Bolin branch sheets in in a decade or so. They just hold up so well. They're a quality product. And they give you such a good night's sleep. Oh my gosh. They're so fantastic. I really do love these sheets and I love Bowling Branch. You can too. They are fantastic. They're so luxurious. Three U.S. presidents sleep under Bolin Branch sheets. So you can get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC at BowlingBranch.com. That's B-O-L-L-A-N-D-Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC. Get a good night's sleep under Bolin Branch sheets. The phone number here, if you wish to be a part of the program, 877-973-7425. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan across the nation. If you want your business to grow, reach out to First Liberty. They can help you get big loans like $750,000 and more. Building a building, buying a building, they're the ones you want to reach out to. FirstLibertyGA.com. I'm sure you all care. But the United States is going to issue gender neutral passports. U.S. citizens will be able to select an X as their gender on their U.S. passport application uh, starting April 11th. The White House announced Thursday as part of a rollout of new policies to coincide with Transgender Day of Visibility. Transgender Day of Visibility? I mean, are, I, 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 how are we? I mean, I, it's so in your face right now. I mean, couldn't we stand for a day of invisibility? Because I'm really tired of talking about the topic. The development is a milestone for Americans who identify as non-binary and gender non-conforming. Uh, the amount of press attention here, you y'all, y'all do understand that an overwhelming majority of Americans think this is kind of... Odd at best. I mean, that's putting it politely. And we're going to realign our entire society. But here's the irony here. For, forget us. You know, Disney sails Disney cruises to a number of countries where homosexuality, forget transgenderism, homosexuality is banned. Why is Disney sailing cruises to those places? And what about your transgender? x in your passport will you be allowed into say saudi arabia or um what, what about uh so some of those countries in the southeast asia people have to go to indonesia thailand um bali because you know that those aren't very friendly there either to um people who aren't heterosexual and It just seems like we in the Western world are catering to a smaller and smaller group of people and realigning our society, and the reality is uh, most of the world isn't going to go along with this sort of stuff, and we don't have to do things in contemplation of what the rest of the world does except so much of progressivism is designed around we should do what the rest of the world does, and the rest of the world is not there yet. And probably for religious reasons, never will be there, particularly in Muslim countries. And yet you got Disney, for example, is willing to sail ships to these these countries and still here advances a social agenda that would get them killed in those countries. It's just weird hypocrisy. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, I'm going to go to Mark next. Welcome. How are you? Mark you there? Uh, we continue to have some of the phone problems here Mark I'm afraid uh, it looks like I'm gonna put you on hold there and maybe we can sort this out. yeah uh, we're, we're having some issues uh, folks it, it's it's let's see here. Mark you there you know Mark. Nope, I don't know. That should have worked. Ah, sorry about that, Mark. Um, it this is this is us. It appears. Uh, I thought everything was sorted out. That's all right. We'll get to it. Um, and uh, give us a whirl eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five. You can be the phone tester.
0: <laughs>
2: okay, uh, I gotta play you some audio from Congressman Chip Roy, dear friend of mine, uh, on the floor of the House of Representatives. Uh, As
3: we sit here in the chamber of the United States House of Representatives today, the Secretary of Homeland Security has announced that he is ready to end the use of Title 42 on our southern border. This as we speak, while in March we've had 100,000 apprehensions in the first half of the month, barreling towards 200,000, of which half have been able to be turned away under Title 42. When the Secretary ends Title 42, there will be a deluge at our southern border. This is known, which is evidenced by the fact that the Secretary is already working with FEMA behind the scenes and quietly to deal with the emergency that is no doubt about to occur at our southern border. This is going to cause massive injury to migrants, cartels empowered, Americans endangered, fentanyl pouring across our border, all because the Secretary refuses to do his job. This is an unexcusable dereliction of duty by the Secretary of Homeland Security. It is an impeachable act to not carry out his constitutional duty to defend the border of the United States. I would urge my colleagues to join together to condemn the sec- secretary, condemn the administration, and demand that the secretary actually do his job to secure the border and not end Title 42, even as Americans continue to wear masks on airplanes during a public health emergency. I yield back.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good line there at the end. That We're still having to wear masks, but they're allowed to going to stream people across the border. Uh, This is from The Hill. The Wall Street Journal reported late Tuesday, March is set to see the highest number of arrests by the Border Patrol of unauthorized immigrants at the southern border in at least 22 years. The Border Patrol has made approximately 7,000 arrests each day in March. Unauthorized crossings at the southern border soared to the highest level in decades last summer, with more than 200,000 encounters being recorded by the Border Patrol in both July and August. There had been a modest decline since then, but the downward trend has been reversed. Complicating the picture is the Trump-era policy known as Title 42. It is going to come to an end in May. That's, y'all, not a good thing. Here is the OMB director, Office of Management and Budget for the White House.
0: Look, we have a a pattern of migration, um, and we are preparing to ramp up for a traditional pattern um, of additional people coming across the border.
2: My question is, well, do you support uh, eliminating Title 42 deportation authority?
0: I don't have a personal opinion. I believe we, uh, from a resource position or putting forth enough money to deal with a historic pattern.
2: A historic pattern that existed under you. Um, Kind of falsely they're claiming that this thing is in line with something uh, that is historic. Yeah, it's historic. All right. It's it's record breaking. That's historic. Uh, Senator Marshall uh, raising the
0: alarm here. We're seeing an epidemic level of people coming across the border. Now in in march of 2020 president trump put into place because of covid 19 put in place what's called title 42. that was the ability due to the pandemic to turn people around at the border and to say you can't cross right now during the pandemic time period we all knew it was temporary the trump administration knew it was temporary the biden administration chose to extend that policy agreed with the trump policy extended that when they came in in january of 2021. From that time, I started addressing DHS to say, what is your plan when Title 42 goes away to replace it or to be able to deal with enforcement? Literally for a year, this administration has had time to be able to look at what is their plan. They're now presenting their plan to us of what they're going to do when they take Title 42 off. Their plan is to move people into the country faster. That's their whole plan. And Senator Tom Cotton. These are astonishing surges in illegal immigration at our border. As we heard from Bill, there was a record in 2021, the highest number of illegal immigrants encountered at our border in 22 years. And those are just the ones that the Border Patrol encountered, not the ones that got away. But apparently, Joe Biden is not resting on his laurels after setting the record last year. He wants to break his own record in 2022. We might have more than 2 million illegals crossing our border this year. And as you said, Harris, Those are not people seeking asylum from persecution. They're coming for one reason. That's because they know that Joe Biden will let them in. That's dangerous for America because many times they're smuggling in drugs as well. There are gang members or other kinds of criminals Mm -hmm. that are crossing our uncontrolled border.
2: Maggie Hassan is the Democratic uh, senator from New New Hampshire. She's one of the more endangered Democrats in the Senate. She has tweeted out, I am concerned that there is not a sufficient plan in place to address the steep increase in border crossings that could result from this reported decision. The preemptive repeal threatens border security at a time when the administration should be focused on strengthening it. Now, you know who we're going to see crop up here? It's inevitable that we're going to see crop up Kamala Harris who's supposed to be in charge of this. We should go see if she has any deep thoughts on the matter.
0: And now, Deep Thoughts by Kamala Harris.
2: Deep Thoughts, by Kamala Harris. Well, she's got more Deep Thoughts today, and we should, well, just listen.
1: We also recognize, just as it has been in the United States for Jamaica, one of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way of its impact has been the pandemic. So, to that end, we are announcing today also that we will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery um, by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been essential to, I believe, what is necessary to strengthen not only uh, the, the the issue of public health but also the economy.
2: Oh, I'm here. I I'm 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 here. I'm just. Still trying to figure out what that word salad was supposed to mean. Uh, well, uh, uh, just uh, wait, just bear with me here.
1: We also recognize, just as it has been in the United States for Jamaica, one of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way of its impact has been the pandemic.
2: So it's been presented in Jamaica that in the United States, COVID has had an economic impact?
1: So to that end, we are announcing today also that we will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery.
2: Oh, God help Jamaica. If, if, if the man, this administration helps them recover from COVID, look at what they've done to our economy.
1: Um, by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been essential to, I believe, what is necessary. To...
2: Okay, so they're going to help the parts of the economy that are essential to what is necessary for the relief of COVID. What the hell does this even mean?
1: Strengthen not only uh, the the issue of public health, but also the economy.
2: God help Jamaica. My gosh. Have any of y'all been to Jamaica? I have never been to Jamaica. One of the many countries on planet earth where Elizabeth II is their queen. I've never been to Jamaica. I hear it's a great place for like cocaine and weed. <laughs> I just, everyone I know has a story of going to Jamaica and you get on these little buses and they take you to the uh, well armed, guarded, gated community resorts. And along the way, you get offered lots of drugs. And then when you leave, um, the, your hotel helpfully allows you to put all of the, um, put all of the, Uh, drugs you did not consume into a little share basket for the next round of tourists coming in, and you get on your little well-armed bus and go back to the airport and hopefully not get mugged. Um, A a friend is texting me and saying it's just strip clubs and churches. I've never been to Jamaica. Uh, It sounds like Vegas on a bender. But we're going to help Jamaica. Well, wait, 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 wait. We we are not going to help Jamaica. The Biden administration is going to help Jamaica. If the Biden administration helps Jamaica, like the Biden administration helped the United States, uh, Jamaica is not going to be able to consume enough drugs to to distract itself from what has happened to their economy. This is not good for them. And uh, while all of that is happening, we may get more refugees coming across the border from Jamaica. Y'all know we found Ukrainians and Russians coming across the border from Mexico? The Title 42 policy has blocked more than 1.7 million attempts by immigrants to cross the border since its start during the Trump administration. One. Point seven million people have been blocked. Now, how does Title Forty Two block them? Very easy. If you come into the country and you get stopped by Border Patrol, normally you have to be housed here in this country. Under Title Forty Two, which says uh, the Surgeon General can can make people not come into this country. Uh, during a pandemic under Title 42, uh, immigration rules and deportation rules don't apply. So when you're picked up by Border Patrol, they send you back to Mexico and say, you got to stay there. Sorry, you can't come in. We got a pandemic. So 1.7 million people who would otherwise be in the system winding their way through the deportation process and the like, they're not coming. They're staying in Mexico. And the Biden administration is going to get rid of this, and they have no plan to deal with it. Now, here's the thing you need to understand why this is really important. Forget the border. Forget the border. Forget the people. Forget the humanity. Forget the tragedy. Really, it's all about the Democrats. (laughs) The Democrats don't have a plan, and they are horrified. Oh, my gosh, y'all. I can't. I was talking to a Democratic strategist. I try to talk to people on all sides of the aisle. I was talking to a Democratic strategist. I cannot use the language. I will say he said we are effed, but he didn't say effed repeatedly regarding this particular issue. Why? Do you know how far Joe Biden's popularity has fallen with black voters in this country since July of last year? 38%. Yeah. According to Marquette University, a good poll, Joe Biden's popularity among black voters has fallen 38% since last July. With Hispanic voters, it's fallen over 45%. And do you know what pisses off Hispanic voters in the United States? Illegal immigration. It's something Democrats just can't seem to remember. Illegal immigration pisses off Hispanic voters. Why? Because Hispanic voters took the time to become American citizens the legal way, and they resent like hell the people jumping the border coming into this country. They really, genuinely do. And the Democrats for years surrounded by progressive activists have said, oh, no, they really they want us to do something. They want us to help. They want us to open the border. It's not really true. The people driving the the progressive agenda, maybe it is. But for your overwhelming average Hispanic voter along the Texas, New Mexico, uh, Arizona and California border with Mexico, it infuriates them to no end because they're the ones who have to deal with the fallout. It's their sons and husbands who are the Border Patrol agents who get shot. It makes them very mad. And the Democrats, just two years ago, were flirting with the idea that Texas could turn blue and it's becoming redder and redder because of it. It's their problem. They're going to have hell to pay and the Democrats know it. Now, the odor in your house would have hell to pay. If you got the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, you could eliminate the odors, not just mask the odor. So my wife is... A good Christian evangelical woman, which means she likes essential oils. But while we have some use for them in the house, you know, the breathe oils and stuff, the eucalyptus oils, they they do work for allergies and stuff like that. And they at least, like, make the air smell good in your house. But they don't eliminate odors. They just mask the odors. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm actually eliminates the odor. It also eliminates the mildew, the mold, the bacteria, the pollen floating in the air because it's an air purifier and it's filterless. So you just wipe it out on occasion. You don't have to get a filter subscription. If you would want one, you can get three of them for less than $200 or Yeah, 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 yeah. Less than $200. You get three of them. You save $200. You get three of them for less than $200 and you get free shipping. What you do is you go to EdenPureDeals.com and you will be met with a discount code box on the front page of that website. And you put in ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. And when you do, you'll see the Eden Pure 3-pack worth $200 worth of savings. So you get three of them for less than $200. You put it in your cart. The discount code should carry through, but if not, there's a discount code box on the checkout page. Just put back in ERIC3, and you'll get three of these things for less than $200. You'll clean the air, eliminate the odors, not mask the odors. Well worth it. I keep one in my suitcase and travel with it all the time now. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code is ERIC3. Well, Kevin McCarthy has admonished... Madison Cawthorn for talking about orgies and cocaine in Washington. My buddy, Mr. Johnson. Uh, not my kid's principal. Uh, different one. I won't use his first name because I don't want to get him into trouble. He has a theory. Given the people that... um Given the people that... Uh, and now I see I get an email from someone. I'm not talking about you, sir, who wants me to talk about this issue. Uh, I'm talking about a friend of mine And his theory is that given the people Madison Cawthorn hangs out with, he probably heard someone say white power and thought they said white powder. Wouldn't surprise me given the people he hangs out with. I, for one, believe that you have orgies in cocaine in Washington, D.C. Because I know people in Washington I care not to associate with, and it's sort of the thing that I think they would do. Unbridled hedonism, and it's not just on the left, it's on the right as well. I, I look i don't doubt that it happens uh i do doubt that he was involved in any sort of circumstance where it was uh he sounds like i didn't even know what the heck a key bump was but he apparently did he sounds like um you know what they say when someone farts and first one to cackle laid the egg he he sounds like uh the person who took the bump and participated and is now like oh my gosh this sort of stuff goes on a wash i would never do that the problem here is that uh, it, contrary to what I think a lot of people's images, it, it's not really something that a lot of congressmen not named Kennedy participate in, particularly in this day and age. Uh, I suspect there are staffers who do this sort of stuff. The larger issue is the guy's adult. Um, he says outrageous things. He doesn't actually care about legislating. In fact, he announced he wasn't even going to have a policy team, just a comm shop. Uh, he surrounds himself and is in on the, the group of people who seem to be white nationalists. The guy's an embarrassment to North Carolina who doesn't actually get anything done. Uh, he's not going to ever advance legislation because he doesn't even have a legislative team and Republicans in North Carolina look like they may boot him from office in the primary. They would be well-served if they did. And people in Georgia should pay attention to it and, and throw out Marjorie Taylor Greene in the primary as well, so that all the embarrassments are on the democratic side. And we don't have to have any on our side that they can compare them to it's 2022. Things are still crazy. Things haven't settled down, and now you got the Federal Reserve and interest rates. You got the economy. You got inflation. A lot of banks won't even return your phone call. Let's say you're a small business and you need a loan for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or higher. You see an opportunity where banks they don't even want to see you. You want to buy a building. You want to build a building. Reach out to the Frost family at First Liberty Building and Loan. They've been helping small businesses become big businesses since the nineteen nineties. They want to help you if they can.